0: terms i want to hit you with before i tell you a hilarious news story i heard on npr today gotta
1: get to that quickly because we'll be back into nuclear holocaust at a quarter after and we should be you um, should be not me i'm out i'm checking out i'll explain uh
0: zombying we know what ghosting is right when all of a sudden you just disappear from somebody's social media you just don't text back
1: yeah yeah a lot of it is the the, the not texting back and, and that's the only way to leave a party as well.
0: <laughs> Zombieing. It's when someone who ghosted their way out of a relationship then all of a sudden tries to re-enter their ex's life.
1: Oh. <laughs> Brains. <laughs> Booty. Just all, the, just all of a sudden you show back up. You're hey, zombying. what are you doing? <laughs>
0: Single bars suck. <laughs> right.
1: Or it could just be your new Regret.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I heard this story on NPR this morning. They took completely seriously. I thought it was hilarious. But it's a school somewhere. I don't remember where, where, a school district. It doesn't matter, because this conversation's being held all over America. But they got some middle schools, high schools named Lee. They got a school named Lee, and they got a school named Wheeler. Mm. Somebody said, well, it's possible the school was named after Robert E. Lee. And then Wheeler, there is a famous Confederate general named Wheeler. And, and somebody brought that up, and it's become like this big thing now in the school, and they're talking about, should we change the name and vote? on. But nobody can find the records as to why the schools are named what they're named. Somehow those records do not exist. So they're all just guessing. It's possible the schools are named after, you know, different Lees or Wheeler's or some founding fathers of the town or whatever. Nobody can verify that. But they're so concerned that it may have been named after Robert E. Lee or General Wheeler that they're making a movement to change the names of the schools.
1: Answering the question, what happens with pe- when people with brains the size of squirrels decide to virtue signal? Which is
0: unbelievable. And they interviewed some people and teachers and whatever who who, who all said the same thing. I've never thought about it. It was just Lee Middle School. I mean, I've I'd never even thought about who it's
1: named after. Named after Getty Lee of Rush. He's <laughs> going to be pissed.
0: As I went to various schools that had a name in them and I just never even stopped for a second to think who it was. Just just didn't. It didn't come up in school. Teachers that work there that have no idea. They can't find any documentation so they have no idea.
1: Now if I'm going to Adolf Hitler Middle School, I'm going to think, oh, yeah. "Now what? How? Why?" It would stick out. Why is it still? Right, but oh my god people oh you got to combine stupidity with the this this frantic need to signal virtue to get a story like that how can it see this is this is what scares me it, it should amuse me maybe even anger me but it scares me that you get a group of grown-ups alleged grown-ups and this comes up and the majority the majority doesn't say Oh, well, we ought to at least figure out who Lee was in this case. It might have been uh, Lee Merriweather, TV's Batwoman, briefly I... before Earth a Kid or after. After. <laughs> okay. Um, but, 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 oh, boy. But, you know, the voice of reason has no chance
0: against well, they, the Howling mob. Because it was NPR, they actually put on a parent who said, um, well, what if it turned out? That the school was named after a Confederate general. What then? Right. It sounds like you're advocating slavery. Does it? Oh, Does boy. it sound like you're advocating oh, slavery? Boy. Is that
1: what it sounds like? Oh boy. <laughs> now let's have slaves. Elementary school would be advocating slavery. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: god. Oh my god. That is so crazy. So something that that students, teachers, people of the town. Hadn't been thinking about it all for decades. Right. Now, all of a sudden, it's a big hot topic of conversation, and they're not even certain that
1: it exists. Well, we're, we're battling over the runner-up prize, though, because the grand prize is and will always be the whole Lynch School right. in Oregon. It's named after somebody totally unconnected to the extrajudicial hangings of suspects and or minorities. Just happened to be the last name. They donated the money. See, this is one of the times where I'm glad
0: or I I'm not glad. I think it's good that I'm not actively a parent because at these meetings and stuff, I would I would just be diverting the conversation. No, that's my, it's for Stanley, the guy who made the comic books. <laughs> the guy who created Spider Man. That that's who it's named after.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Or if you raise your hand and said, We we weren't worried about this six months ago. And the kids are fine. So why, why don't we, we see about it now? slavery cropping up anywhere around here? Joan, you and I both went to fourth grade here. Uh, We were fine. How many slaves you got? Yeah, me neither. Actually, I have two. Joan, <laughs> to
1: joke!
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, God. And we go through, and it'll be so forgotten in four months, six months. Yeah. Nobody will think about it. Nobody will talk about it. Nobody will care. The,
0: the fact that they are so concerned that it could
1: be named for somebody,
0: and they better change the name anyway, is just. I don't. I don't know where we are as a society. We're so crazed now. Yeah, I know. I know. And dumb people have a voice. Mm. Uh, I suppose we should leave plenty of time to talk. Dumb with our... people
1: should remain voiceless. Seen, oh. seen and unheard. Seen picking her nose and breathing through their mouths oh. and unheard. We're going
0: to talk to a uh, reporter for the Washington Post. Should be a good conversation. The North Korean chessboard. What next for the main players? I know there are plenty of people out there, I've, I've saw it on the cable news channels over the weekend, that are as worried or more worried about Donald Trump's mental state than the little fat guy in North Korea's mental state.
1: I just uh, don't necessarily think uh, Kim Jong-un has a uh, General Mattis around, or General McMaster. Right. I wonder what they want. If he want did, he'd have do. him shot with anti-aircraft guns. He would. He would murder shoot them both. on my dogs. Which,
0: how incredibly his—he violent he is. You know, yeah. it's got to play some role in deciding what kind of guy he is. Uh, stay tuned for that conversation coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: have many military options, and the president wanted to be briefed on each one of them. Any threat to the United States or its territories, including Guam, uh, or our allies, will be met with a massive military response, a response both
4: effective and overwhelming.
0: I, 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 do people understand what's staring us in the face? If they miscalculate or we miscalculate or whatever, and then if China gets involved, we're talking about... A date in world history that ranks right up there at the top. Maybe the top
1: of a date in world history. It's certainly conceivable. The piece this morning in the Washington Post written by Ishan Tharoor, the North Korean chessboard. What next for the main players? Uh, What a great headline. Ishan Tharoor joins us now. Uh, Welcome. How
2: are you? I'm well. Thank you for having me.
1: Uh, a chessboard, indeed. A number of major players, uh, each of whom trying to guess the other's motivations and probable uh, courses of action. Uh, uh, where do we get, uh, begin, Ishan, the, with the state of the
2: North Korean weapon uh, development? Well, I think you know when you're looking at the North Korean regime itself, it, they're the ones for whom it's pretty crystal clear to see what they're doing. For them, uh, the pursuit of these weapons, the especially now the what seems to be their ability to uh potentially uh be in striking distance of the u.s mainland with uh, ballistic missiles uh, with with a nuclear warhead on a ballistic missile um this has been a long stated goal of theirs this has been something that they've been telegraphing for a while uh and this is very clearly a strategic uh endeavor for them this is something that for them is uh part and parcel of their general strategy in the region they, they they're now they have a very effective deterrent against the United States.
1: Yeah, but uh, uh, I, I need to jump in and ask to what end. And this, uh, you don't have this answer, and neither does anybody else. Are they just merely to, to, uh, uh, forbid an invasion or a forced regime change? If that were it, then we could live with it. But oh, sure. if it was to reunite the peninsula, the Korean peninsula by force, well, we can't really live with that.
2: Well, I mean, I think this is now, I, I can't, you know, we have, to, we have to divine what his intentions are there, I and mean, that's a bit harder. But sure. this is clearly, you know, first and foremost about the preservation of the regime. All their rhetoric in recent days, um, you know, as bellicose as the North Koreans can sound, has been about, uh, uh, has been a sort of, they're making the similar noises to the United States in the sense that they're warrant, they're making sort of promises of retaliatory action as opposed to, you know, preemptive action. Um so I think you know both sides recognize that nobody really wants to start a fight but at, at the same time uh they can't really back down either
0: What do you what's your personal thought on this uh this guy in North Korea uh, Do you think he's a rational person to start with
2: Well I mean you can say that he's a rational person you can say that his regime is all about the preservation of his rule and about the Kim dynasty. Obviously, that doesn't that that doesn't change the fact that it's a, a hideous regime. It's brutal, uh, operates with this kind of totalitarian cult. But they wouldn't be in power for so long if they weren't rational and strategic in their thinking.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure why I or anybody else asked that question because there have been rational people throughout history that killed millions and millions and millions and millions of people. That was absolutely, they, absolutely. They, in their ration. They they could come up with a rationale why they thought that was good for their country or their regime or whatever. So, you know,
1: yeah, he those, can be rational and still do something horrific. Those genocidal campaigns are usually spelled out in detail the rational reasons why they're being done. Um so right. yeah, but anyway, uh, to get back to the the major players. So, assuming that it's mostly regime preservation, um what's uh, what's China's position in all this at this point?
2: Well, China is in a profoundly awkward position. I think the US, I mean, uh... there are there's a wing of the trump administration that is very keen on making this crisis with north korea really a kind of instrument with which to bludgeon the chinese uh... as you've seen in some of trump's tweets over the weekend uh, and and the chinese are now in a situation where uh, they do have some strengths to pull but i think we sometimes tend to overstate how much leverage they actually have over the north koreans um, the Chinese public, by and large, isn't very happy with the North Koreans. The Chinese leadership sees North Korea more as a strategic headache than anything else. But their main priority, which is similar to the American main priority, is a denuclearization of the North Korea of the, of the Korean Peninsula. And but at the same time, they don't want to see any kind of new dispensation that uh, you know inc- increases American influence in the region. That potentially see they don't want to necessarily see a unified Korea that's you know, with a capital in Seoul that's very pro american and so North Korea has always been a useful buffer. They want to maintain that buffer, they want stability they'd also and they also fear that if you know if further sanctions get passed, if they're pressured to further isolate the North Koreans that that's not necessarily going to make the North Koreans behave better that that we could see even more provocative and more unpredictable behavior from Pyongyang and that's the that's perhaps the most convincing argument the Chinese have is that, yes, we could cut off all these exports, we could try to completely drown this, this, this dictatorship, but that's not necessarily going to guarantee safety and stability in the region.
1: Ishan Tharoor, foreign affairs writer from The Washington Post, on the line. You know, if I were a betting man, oh, that's right, I am a betting man, um, I, I would bet that uh, they, uh, the North Korean regime achieves their nuclear aims. Uh, South Korea and Japan uh, get armed to the teeth. And we have a, a nuclearized, uh, you know, that part of Asia. I'm not happy about it. I think it's it's a horrifying destabilization. But, you know, wouldn't that the time be more, and history, would, march
0: on. Wouldn't that be significantly more dangerous than anything we had during the Cold War?
2: Uh, I, I, I'm not sure if I can make the, all that strong historical analysis. It, here, it's talk it, radio. It, it, you can say anything you yeah, want. It's, <laughs>
0: have you ever listened to talk radio? We say all kinds of crazy stuff.
2: It, it, definitely, it definitely increases the risks of miscalculation. Uh, there's been this recent discussion that's very controversial right now in South Korea where the defense minister floated the idea of securing American tactical nukes in in South Korea, which would mean that, you know, in the event of some kind of uh, potential North Korean strike, the South Koreans or the American forces in South Korea could immediately retaliate with certain tactical nuclear weapons.
1: Tactical nukes the, being small nuclear weapons, right? For like the layman,
2: the, sort of the the colloquial term is battlefield uh, nuclear, weapon, as opposed to a kind of you know city destroying uh, device. But at the same time, we're still talking about incredibly dangerous. Uh, weaponry here, and you know when you have this kind of escalation of capabilities, when you see that the Japanese are contemplating other things as well that they've never had in the past in terms of their own military capabilities, uh, that does you know slowly, slowly ratchet up uh, the sense of tensions. And when you have a regime as potentially volatile as North Koreans, it it, it certainly increases. Uh, the chance of some kind of strategic miscalculation made by one or two or multiple actors. Well, and Uh, and,
1: and, I'm sorry, it's probably worth throwing in for people who aren't yet sick to their stomachs that you got to keep in mind that the North Korean regime, which is famously poverty-stricken, especially if we really squeeze them, really try to starve them out, they have technology that ISIS, for instance, would be willing to pay a billion dollars for if they could scrape it up in hard currency. So you got the chance of the North Koreans selling the technology.
2: I mean, I think there, there's, you know, there, there's some some voices in Washington that floated this idea that oh, the North Koreans are going to sell their nukes to Iran, they're going to sell their nukes to other places. Obviously, there's a risk that what this regime develops can end up in terrible places elsewhere. But I think the the more grave risk is that when you look when you think about ordinary North Koreans, you know, this is a regime that, you know, they don't mind the sanctions. they don't mind, uh, they they they've shown they're very capable of. of you know, surviving despite the misery of their own people. And so the strategic problem right now is that the only, uh, the only pathway that has been discussed effectively has been, let's just keep on adding to the sanctions, let's keep on trying to cut them off economically. But that doesn't seem to be working at all. And so now there has to be real complicated discussion uh, in Washington and elsewhere about how to get diplomacy back on track. And um- that's not something that we're hearing from this White House.
0: I wonder about the South Koreans because I, I've been hearing for a while now that they're they're used to this. They they've been living under the threat of this for a long time. They they roll their eyes at this stuff, but this weekend they could actually feel the ground move because this bomb was so big. And I wonder if that changes their minds and how worried they are.
2: I mean, obviously it's an, it's alarming. It, the, it's not just the South Koreans who felt it. The Chinese felt it. The Russians felt it in Vladivostok. The Japanese felt it as well. Uh, this is obviously something that alarms everyone in the region. But at the same time, you know, some of the interesting wrinkles in the whole conversation is that the South Koreans have lived under this for decades. They they know that the North Korean regime will do what the North Korean regime does. What has been more unsettling to them has been the, the messaging from this Trump administration. And, you know, my colleagues have written some, a number of interesting articles over the weekend talking to people in South Korea about how they're unsettled, not not by Pyongyang, but by Washington. Uh, when you have one wing of the administration making pretty conventional messages messages about the importance of confronting North Korea and standing by the allies, and then you have President Trump himself uh, seeming to care more about scrapping a free trade deal with the South Koreans and bullying their recently elected president for being a supposed appeasnik, uh, and so this kind of uh, incoherence is is perhaps more unsettling than uh, the North Koreans doing what the North Koreans do.
1: Ishan Theroux, foreign affairs writer of The Washington Post. Ishan, thanks a million for taking a few minutes and sharing your perspective. We appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, thanks. Yeah, Some the timing of the there. bellicose trade talk with South Korea was really weird to me. We don't have time to get into that, and on that's a little drier than what we usually deal with around here. On but.
0: the other hand, wh- how <laughs> concerned the South Koreans are is not my number one concern. No, no, and... They might not know what's best for them. I hate to sound like a nanny stater, but they might not know what's best for the world. An ugly American, that's what you are. Um, I was trying to find this, there was an opinion piece in the New York Post by, you know Ralph Peters, do you ever watch Fox? Sure. He's pretty, he's a, one of your former general types, and he's pretty, uh, he's, he's a pretty gung-ho for a fight all the time. So he wrote this column for the New York Post... Better a million dead North Koreans than a thousand dead Americans. It's a moral failure to not take out North Korea. For we've got to attack, and we've got to attack now.
1: Mm. Interesting way to look at it. Mm. So there are people that think that. Hey, uh, let's. uh, While we're considering this, let's hear. Give us Nikki Haley. uh, Just each one of them in succession.
2: Despite our efforts over the past twenty-four years. The North Korean nuclear program is more advanced and more dangerous than ever. Only the strongest sanctions will enable us to resolve this problem through diplomacy. We have kicked the can down the road long enough. There is no more road left. The United States will look at every country that does business with North Korea as a country that is giving aid to their reckless and dangerous nuclear intentions.
1: All right, my fault for not asking for it. She said North Korea is begging for war. That's the big quote. That's a hell of a quote.
0: Yeah, I'd say. I would say. And do you allow this guy, whose uh, intentions are difficult to know, but he certainly talks tough, to amass over the next few years enough weaponry that he could actually destroy the country, our country, as we actu- know it, yeah. actually destroy the
1: United States as it is. Do you allow somebody like that? If you can stop him, should you? Well, the, 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 a guy like him, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not for appeasing or, or laying down or whatever. Uh, what is a guy like him? A coldly rational totalitarian regime? It would be suicide if he were to try anything like that. He can use it as a deterrent, but as an offensive capability, it would be unimaginable that a regime would do that because it would be suicide. So I don't I guess you got to count on him not doing that. Because that, that's, that's the angle that I hadn't thought of
0: before. I heard so many smarts say it. He's not going to stop once he gets one of these bombs, you know, the, to fit on a missile. And, oh, and most, Scott, no. many of the intelligence departments believe he already does have that. But he's going to keep amassing these until he's got enough H-bombs. He could actually wipe out enough of America that that's it for America. Um so do you let him do that? Somebody that, who knows what? We don't know what he is. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. How do you stop him? What will it said, cost?
0: Uh, millions of other people, not us. mm mm-hmm. That'd be a heck of a move. It'd be, it'd be,
1: that'd be something people talk about for five hundred years. Also, well, it's the move uh, every country on earth has made at one time or another, except those that are no longer here or haven't had to. So, I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, if I were a betting man, I would say we live with an extremely uneasy Asia for the rest of our days. Boy, Although, what happens next with the, the fathead regime? I just don't,
0: I don't know. Boy, and then you got all those H-bombs under a regime that could collapse at any time, and where do they
1: end up then? Well, and again, if they need a billion dollars in hard currency, right. maybe they sell a little one. One of those tactical nukes. We're going to sell ISIS, just a little one. It'll just take out six square blocks. won't take out the whole uh, city. I mean, that's a nightmare scenario. Sure. You know, it's funny, having lived through the Cold War and and been a, You know, poli-sci and uh, international relations freak during that whole time. The idea that, well, how I feel right now is I wish North Korea were a puppet regime, a client state of the communist Chinese. I wish they were a true puppet state under the thumb of communism. That would be great compared to what we got right now.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Trump ends DACA. The fate of the so-called Dreamers programs now in the hands of Congress. We have a new study suggesting letting teens sleep in would save us billions. And conspiracy theorists delighted by the new pictures of Area 51. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Get.
1: Wow, an Area 51 story. Gotta like that. Fantastic. Huh? Maybe we send the aliens over to take care of the North Koreans. Absolutely. Give them a little space herpes or, uh, I don't know, the the, the death ray. Stay tuned. All coming
0: up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got a baby goat living in the house. And uh, so we got a puppy, an older dog, a cat, and a baby goat, and two small kids. My carpet doesn't look good. I need Zero
1: Res soon. Am I correct that humans and uh, animals are are neck and neck for supremacy in your house? We're on an even playing field. In terms of sheer numbers? Well, that's that's a great reason to call Zero Res and get your carpets cleaned. You even remember what color they were when they're new? They get dirty day after day after day and full of pollen and goo and gunk. Call Zero Res.
0: Uh, I have used Zero Res for years, by the way. Like, personally, before we even started advertising for them, I used Zero Res. They have got a deal right now where you can get three rooms of carpet cleaned at a low price of 99 bucks. A huge discount on upholstery protectant for 40% off. So you give them a call, 916-454-2103. That's
1: 454-2103. Or go to ZeroResSacramento.com. They do a great job cleaning and sealing your tile and grout to make them look new. Go to ZeroResSacramento.com. News at the top and bottom of the hour, on the dial at 1530 a.m. Now traffic from the Talk 650 KSTE Exergen Traffic Center.
4: Southbound I-5 at Q Street, an accident with a motorcycle involved resulted in just minor injuries, but it is the reason we still have some uh, traffic heavy at times. Off and on from Del Paso all the way down to Richards Boulevard, 50 westbound at Watt Avenue. Got an accident there, still heavy right now from uh, just before Watt to a little past Howe Avenue. For traffic every 10 minutes, mornings and afternoons, Tune to News Radio KF. BK on FM at 93.1. I'm Brian Nobles. This report is brought to you by Dignity Health, delivering clinical expertise with human kindness from hospitals and medical groups throughout greater Sacramento during open enrollment. Dignity Health. Hello, human kindness. Back to school time is a great excuse to check out Epson's new line of revolutionary new inkjet printers, especially since the whole family will benefit. We've got the all-new EcoTank ET4550 for our high schooler. It's the revolutionary new printer because it's cartridge-free. Rather than use replaceable ink cartridges, Epson's ET4550 wireless all-in-one printer features an innovative refillable ink tank. It comes with enough ink in the box to print up to 8,000 pages, equivalent to about 50 ink cartridge sets. That should get him into college, enough to print for up to two years. And you will love the unbeatable combination of convenience and value that Epson delivers through its leading-edge precision core technology especially the low-cost ink replacement bottles. Your kids, well, they'll love the vivid colors, the laser-quality black text, save paper with auto-two-sided printing, 30-page auto-document feeder, easy wireless printing from tablets and smartphones. You don't have to have back-to-schoolers to check out the revolutionary EcoTank printer, but it doesn't hurt. Go to epson.com EcoTank to learn more. Epson, exceed your vision.
2: Frigo, frigo.
4: Frigo means dry and cool in Latin. And that's exactly how you'll feel when you wear Frigo underwear. With ergonomic seams, moisture-wicking technology, and sports compression, Frigo is technical underwear designed for the ultimate performance and comfort. It's like having custom-made air-conditioned underwear. F-R-I-G-O spells Frigo. Buy yours now at IWearFrigo.com. You can be cool again with SMUD rebates up to $650 on cooling products for your home. From central air conditioning systems to whole house fans to cool roofs, we've got you covered. Financing available on select measures. Learn more at smud.org slash cool.
2: A men's health moment with Dr. Arakaki. Testosterone is the major male hormone in creating a healthy sex life. Low testosterone can cause physical dysfunction and low mental desire. As men age, they lose testosterone, which is why ED is more prevalent in men over 40. Learn more at universalmensclinic.com.
1: Talking locally, talking, talking globally. globally, this is Talk 650 KST. I'm
0: Scott Tannen, founder of Bolin Branch, where you can get the world's most comfortable sheets for less than half of what you'd pay in the store. Our sheets are made from 100% organic cotton and get softer over time. Even three U.S. presidents have Bolin Branch sheets. Try them for 30 nights. If you don't love them, send them back for a full refund. Go to BolinBranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets, plus free shipping with promo code SLEEP spelled B-O-L-L and branch.com. That's
4: com. promo code SLEEP. This is Charles Husband.
3: Olivet Nazarene University believes that an education unlocks a person's potential. They believe an educated person has a positive impact on his or her community. They believe that education is not something to be contained but imparted to the world. They believe it in you. Learn more at graduate.olivet.edu. Olivet Olivet Nazarene University. From where you are to where you will be.
0: Ah, boy! It's always something, ain't it? Huh? Well, summer's over. We're getting serious now, people. No more joking around. I don't know. I'm going in the opposite direction. No I'm more not going in- back to school. Huh? I'm taking a year off. You're doing a, what do they call that?
1: Gap year. Yeah. Gap
0: year, yep. Yeah. Nah, I'm
1: thinking gap decade. <laughs> <laughs> I refinished a bench over the weekend. You did what? I refinished a bench. Good. Sanded her down. Finished her. Honey something or other color. Hmm. And then two additional clear coats. Fantastic. Right. Really good looking bench.
0: Working with your hands. Good for uh, you.
1: It's, 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 it's satisfying. Sure. Calming. I wasn't contemplating nuclear holocaust over did, the weekend. I was did, refinishing a bench. Did you take a lot of selfies with it? I Snap, didn't take, Snapchat no. no, I didn't. <laughs> Instagram- I didn't tweet about it. Nothing. Nothing. I just made it look nice and so it would hold up into the winter. Because the sun, it's up in the walled compound in the woods where I go to hide. It's it's, it's subjected to sun and wind and rain and snow and ice. And the finish was worn away, and the slats were naked. And There's naked slats all over the place with their short skirts and no. Oh. It's just, I just <laughs> so I refinished it, and it just how oh, it looks nice. Now we can sit on it for another year. And this was good for my soul. Hmm. Trump this, trump that, DACA the other. You need Who the gives a damn? You need
0: the second screen experience. While you're refinishing <clears> that, throat> throat> you should have been watching some Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, boy. I'm tweeting something.
1: If anybody ever wants to come sit on my bench, you're welcome. It ought to hold up for a couple more years. You'll regret that. Oh, boy. Um, news now with Marshall Phillips. <laughs> now we got protests breaking. Fine point. Anybody caught sitting on my bench will be shot on sight. No, <laughs> no, right Marshall. I'm here for the bench sitting.
3: <laughs> we got protests breaking out right now across the country. Now that President Trump has officially moved to end DACA. Oh, settle down. <laughs> Activists outside the White House. Anybody on?
1: can come into the country anytime and stay, regardless of the law, especially if Barack Obama just pulled it out of thin air, said they could. Is that your policy, really? Well, what about the, the kids? or the? Oh my God, where are the adults? Where, raise your hand. They're off, they're off refinishing benches. <laughs> yes. Where are the adults, Marshall?
3: Well, President Trump has been busy. He's defending his decision to phase out the program, saying he's giving Congress, quote, the window of opportunity to act.
1: I, I heard, I think it was uh, Ben Shapiro, one of your commentators yeah. I enjoy, saying this is the worst possible of strategies over the weekend because you, you anger your base that you didn't just end it, right. and blah, blah, blah. And you, no, I think it's a fine strategy. All right, look, you got a bunch of people who are fundamentally innocent. They're being caught up in this. Let's not screw them. Let's uh, say, look, this, is, this, is, this can't last forever. All this right. is crazy. You got each president just saying, you know how I think it ought to be? I think it ought to be like this. And passing executive orders that fundamentally change the law. Trump's saying, look, this can't last forever. Congress, do your effing job. It seems I like a- it. It seems like a very sober way to look at it. Yeah. If people are
0: unhappy with the law, then we need to change it. And if we're going to keep it the same, well, then let's enforce it. One of the two. Right. That, that, that doesn't seem like that, uh, you know,
3: very Trumpian to me. As is their want, lawmakers are weighing in on the administration's decision to end the program. House Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi tweeted immediately after it was announced quote, Trump's cowardice is on full display. His cruelty must not stand. His cowardice? Congress. If you don't like it, change it. If
0: America decides they don't want to change it, then enforce it. It's pretty simple.
3: New study just released. Turns out if teenagers were allowed to sleep later, it would save the nation $9 billion a year. That's according to a new study by the Rand Corporation that determined starting public school classes no earlier than 8.30 a.m. would lead to vast economic gains. The Rand Corporation saying the economic gains have come from two sources... Greater economic performance among well-rested students realized in lifetime earnings and reduced rates of car crashes among sleepy teens. Mm -hmm. Why don't they go to
1: bed earlier? You know, that's the thing. I've read all the science. I've I've looked at the studies. Uh, I've raised kids, and I've thought, wow, this really makes sense. And then it occurred to me, well, wouldn't the teenagers just stay up all the later? Right. Somehow or other, and I can't solve that one. I think that's clearly going to happen. Static analysis. If you move the time back, the kids will get more right. sleep. That assumes all other factors will remain the same, you which is what? almost never true in uh, human endeavors. I,
0: for the most part, if we started our show an hour later, I would just stay up an hour later. Guaranteed.
3: Clear, detailed pictures of the secret U.S. military base tucked away in the Nevada desert known as Area 51 have just been released. That's where we
0: keep the aliens in cages and (laughs) poke them with
3: sticks. (laughs) I don't imagine why we would do that. Just cruelty. Two UFO hunters shot the crystal clear images from 25 miles away using a super long distance lens. For decades, the government denied Area 51 even existed. I remember at one time as a much younger reporter, I tried to dig into Area 51 and was stonewalled all the way. It wasn't listed on maps. The government, any agency you went to said, oh, no, 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 that's not true. Yeah, there's no Area 51. Anyway, the new images show clear pictures of hangars, storage facilities, roadways and runways in the Wait site. Wait a
1: minute, roadways?
3: Mm. <laughs> on the site of a dry lake bed. It wasn't until 2013 the CIA was forced to acknowledge Area 51's location in
1: Nevada. Right, about you're using your dramatic voice, about but a hundred. Let me let me keep track. I'm making notes now. If we get to anything dramatic, go on, Marshall. About with your voice, <laughs>
3: about a hundred and fifty miles north of Las Vegas, first clear detailed pictures of Area
1: 51. It's a uh, airstrip where they tested. Uh, experimental aircraft. No, says. they've
0: got aliens in cages and we poke them with sticks. <laughs> <you> again,
1: go. <laughs> difficult to imagine why you would do that
3: instead of just treating them well. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Getty Show. The voice
1: of the West. And again, harvest their uh, social diseases and shoot them over at our enemies. Give them a case of uh, space gonorrhea.
0: We got a little something we call the petering out coming up on the program.
1: Oh we probably ought to address the uh, thing.
0: Oh that's right. Yeah. Vince Vince is no longer with the show, and we should tell you about that coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Coming up. I'm out. I'm
0: out. Yeah, what's up? Welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, where we've had a change. Things have changed.
1: Yeah, the best way to explain it, and our hands are tied in a lot of ways, but there's been a major reorganization of a handful of things at various levels, and Vincent's position doesn't exist anymore. <clears throat> um, so Vince is, is not with us. A couple of things you need to know. Vince is our friend, and we love him. We would work with him again tomorrow gladly, get him more money than he used to make. If you are in the radio industry or outside of it, and you think, wow, Vince is sharp, he's hardworking, he always shows up, he's exactly the sort of guy who, who ought to work here, hire him. He's, he knows, he's a great dude. He knows how to get web hits. Yeah. Um, he's also, he doesn't have to work for quite a while if he doesn't want to. Um, he's been taken care of, he doesn't have to worry about making a house payment for a very long time. Um by modern standards, that is very 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 true, yeah, um nobody is happy that Vince is not here anymore. I'll just tell you that and and he, we'd still like to consider him a friend, and we would love to you know uh, whether work with him again or get him onto something bigger and better than what he was doing um but so anyway it's rough there's it's it's rough, I wish we could talk more about it, but r- lawyers have ruined the world, they
0: absolutely have the fact. Uh
1: oh, here's where Jack goes too far.
0: The way, and you do this at your workplace too, the way you have to handle anybody leaving your place of work is ridiculous. There's nobody who likes it this way. No. Nobody. No. It's not good for the employee. It's not good for the employer. It's not good for all the other coworkers because it hurts their attitude. I mean, it's not good for anybody. It is, but, but that's the way the lawyers have made it. Mm-hmm. and we accept it for some reason i don't understand why
1: yeah mm-hmm. like a lot of uh modern life it's one of those yeah, you got to choose your battles things i guess i don't know you gonna you gonna throw yourselves against the uh, yourself against the barricades no of something has lawyered to be up America? something
0: has to be changed with our legal system it oh, yeah. has Amen to Amen to that or we will cease to be able to function as a society
1: right well we're halfway there anyway we're a little off topic um. So that's that's what's going on, and I realize it's an unsatisfying explanation, but that's just the way it is. It's, you know, we have constraints that are ridiculous. Many of them are. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, so anywho, there's nobody angry. Nobody's.
0: So I got this uh...
1: thrown away. It's just one of
0: those things. How much time have I got, Michael? Oh, I we have got
3: know. about two minutes. Okay.
0: Do you have more? No.
1: No, I do. I have a lot more.
0: But not now. Okay. So I got this text from my niece, who's in her second week of college. Oh, that's right, yeah. I texted her last week, and... uh, I remember when she was a little kid. What happened? (laughs) I know. I know. I remember playing uh, Foursquare with her, and it seems like it was yesterday when she was like three years old. But, um... Last week I texted her, I said, how I was saying, she said, I've got a cold, but the good news is, is I can eat as much ice cream as I want. So <laughs> that's the great thing about being an adult. <laughs> oh, you can eat ice cream every meal if you want to. Right. Until it seems like a bad idea. Mm. Or even after it seems like a bad idea. And generally, when you can't button your <laughs> jeans. This <laughs> is still a bad idea, but it's so <laughs> good. But anyway, she said, weird thing happening at my college. I enrolled in an Arabic course because I needed a language. And I oh, figured, funny, well, little d's taking Arabic, too. Of all the languages, that sounds like a rough one to learn but we still haven't been able to start my course three weeks in because my teacher is an islamic student from one of the travel banned countries and it's taking months to get her paperwork through we're hoping we can finally start tomorrow but for now we have someone sitting in front of the class passing out the materials while our teacher stands in the doorway because she isn't legally allowed in the classroom what's pretty ridiculous what she's in the country yes but, but can't, not but can't work can't officially work
1: so but standing the in the hall is okay <laughs> just apparently. shouting
0: instructions through an open door apparently standing out just outside the doorway is okay inside the doorway would violate some policy well,
1: the system is perfect does anybody need any further testimony that we've tied ourselves into knots as a society and are now just we've lost our common sense how crazy is that <sighs> why don't you have the kids go out in the hall too I'm not a professional, but I think it's pronounced, and then say how it's pronounced. <laughs> yeah. uh, she, blah, blah, blah. she whispers it to the uh, person next to her. Tell them uh, you got to make that squiggle a little more squiggly when you're writing Arabic. You must make it more squiggly! <laughs> <laughs> and my
0: niece said, I taught everybody in my class how to quickly and efficiently contact their state reps and push for more efficient Social Security deadlines. <laughs> so, okay. Wow! Taking an active role in the local Taking an active role. Go. government. <laughs> uh, do we have a guest uh, announcer for the day? <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Oh, we don't. No, okay, fine. No. Go, go ahead. Out.
1: Take it over, Sean. And now, final thoughts.
0: Okay, here's your Just host. like
1: Mama's Milkship. <laughs> no, no, you don't get to work your catchphrase in. <laughs> Hilarious. And here's your host for final thoughts, Joe Getty. <laughs> Let's get a final thought from Michelangelo. Michael, lead us off, please. Um... Let's see, I didn't really have, I I would like to talk about
3: You Know, so I'll wish You Know good luck, and um, I really enjoyed working with You Know.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. Marshall Phillips, final thought. I'll echo uh, Michelangelo's thoughts. You Know, good luck. Wow, so now if Sean does anything different than that, yes, he's not. He's, it, yeah, yes. It's like it's right. like he's not doing the ice bucket challenge or whatever. <laughs> he's a bad guy now. Positive Sean. All
0: right, I got shamed into this, but I, while we may no longer be coworkers, I am proud to say that he will still be my friend. Oh. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, Jack, Jack, your final thought? Well, now I'm in the same situation. <laughs> Shame! But we had a, a heck of a good run during that period of time. Yes. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Good growth
1: of the show and everything else. Yeah, and little... enjoyment of my workplace. I'm a little sick to my stomach over the whole thing, but uh, not because of my final thought. The turkey sandwich. Isn't it delicious?
2: (laughs) You can make it so
1: many different ways. With bacon, without, a little avocado, a little lettuce, mayo, the turkey sandwich, a delicious and underappreciated sandwich. Indeed. That's your final thought? Yeah. I'm Armstrong, not going to be a joiner.
0: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling. Joe didn't like Vince, apparently.
1: Armstrong what? and Getty no. wrapping up another grueling. I was making a stand. Oh. Four-hour workday. So many people, thanks So little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. It's worthless. Uh, stay in touch. If there's something we ought to be talking about, send it along. You can email us, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com, text at us, whatever.
0: Yeah, we'll see tomorrow. God bless America.
1: This is a historic act
3: 've
1: Thank you, and good night.
2: And the show's over. What? Bye bye. 핵전투부의 통장 믿음성이 확고히 보장되며 우리의 핵무기 설계 및 제작 기술이 핵탄의 위력을 타격 대상과 목적에 따라.
1: Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.